0: welcome everybody let's talk real estate your weekly bs with barry saywitz about the current commercial real estate market here in southern california join us as we take a no bs look at both sides of the issue facing this market today to find the best solutions going forward with our man right in the middle of it all barry saywitz hey barry hey paul thanks for having me on the show Well, it is a real pleasure to have you here for a couple of reasons, because since I started this station, OC Talk Radio, 10 plus years ago, the one conversation, maybe the only conversation everybody wants to have is about real estate, and it's the one show we have had trouble getting going. Why does nobody want to talk about real estate? Is it jinxing the market somehow to talk about it?
1: I don't know. I'm happy to talk about it. That's what I do every day. So that when you approached me about uh, doing a show on commercial real estate and being The only sort of talk and uh, potentially video uh, TV show on commercial real estate in Orange County. I was excited to do it. I talk about it all the
0: time, and this way people get to hear what I have to say. (laughs) Barry Saywitz, uh, it's your weekly BS. I know everybody smiles when we say that, but it's really more than just the the, uh, baloney BS. It's looking at both sides of the issue. You've been on both sides of the table. You've been a buyer, you've been a seller, you've been a broker, you've been all over the map here. Tell us about Barry Sawitz and how you've been involved in this market for so long.
1: Yeah, well, in in doing commercial real estate for going on 35 years, uh, looking back, uh, we've been involved in all aspects of commercial real estate, and uh, when you talk commercial real estate, it's uh, it's a broad topic. People say, oh, how's the market? And uh, the market is really a broad kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, you need to break it down. And so, uh, you know, for us, the Saywitz Company, I'm the president of the Saywitz Company, which is a national commercial real estate brokerage consulting management and investment firm headquartered uh, here in Orange County in Newport Beach. And uh, we represent tenants and companies and users of commercial real estate on the brokerage side in dealing with their commercial real estate issues, uh, both here in Southern California as well as uh, throughout the country uh, and internationally as well. And so we have been doing that, and it's taken us into different places and different markets at different periods of time. Uh, In addition to that, I am the managing partner of Barry Sawitz Properties, which is an investment entity which uh, owns, manages, uh, buys, and sells commercial real estate throughout Southern California, including office buildings, apartment buildings, retail, and industrial and so, in that, from that perspective, uh, we've been on the buying side, the selling side, and uh, and on the brokerage side as well. So I feel like over time I've had exposure to different things, and uh, people always ask me about it. And this was a perfect opportunity for me to uh, a spat at the mouth, uh, b <laughs> uh, give my views on on different aspects of it, and, and hopefully for our viewers, give them an opportunity to take away some things. Uh, in terms of what is going on in the different aspects of the real estate market and bring in some of the industry experts and and big players uh, to the show to to help share that with our viewers.
0: That's what excites me. I mean, you know some of the biggest names in the industry here, and we're going to see some of the people. Give us some idea of types of people. Are we just going to see other brokers? Are we going to see developers? Are we going to talk to cities, bankers, any of that, all of that?
1: Yeah, I think a little bit of all of the above. Before I do that, I want to give a shout out to not only to my family, uh, my girlfriend, my son, uh, my hardworking employees, and our vendors, uh, the people that uh, help make uh, the companies uh, successful on a day-to-day basis, help make me successful, and help make my day a little bit easier. So I just want to say hello to them and that probably makes up a good majority of our listeners at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, our goal is to expand that to various different aspects of uh, the demographics of listeners. And so uh, to your point in terms of question, what are we going to talk about? Who are we going to have on the show? And, and who is someone that should want to listen to the show and, and try and uh, glean some information from what we're talking about? And so my hope from a listening perspective is that we will have uh, people from all walks of life, not only people that are in the commercial real estate business, but uh, owners, presidents, CEOs, CFOs of corporations that deal with commercial real estate on a day to day basis, uh, people that are looking to purchase commercial real estate or sell it, uh, investors that have real estate that are potentially looking to refinance or, or deal with the financing side of things. And then also for the younger folks uh, to be able to uh, give them an opportunity to learn something about uh, commercial real estate. I- I've taught uh, classes and written articles for many publications and online magazines. Uh, for people. And and for younger people, they're trying to learn and, and pick up information. And so this is a great opportunity, I think, for people to do that. In terms of the aspects of the commercial real estate market that we're going to talk about, when you say commercial real estate, it covers a lot of different it things.
0: It sure does. It, it, let's break it down. I mean, because there's three or four areas that I think of right away. There's certainly retail centers, commercial centers, And those are under challenge like they've never been before. In a world of Amazon, what's going to be left for real brick-and-mortar retailers? I'm not asking for predictions here today, but that's a topic certainly open to debate. I don't know that anybody knows the answer, right?
1: Yeah, well, and we're in an interesting time today in that we have all kinds of different dynamics going on. You have a very volatile stock market. You have uh, global issues going on, you have environmental issues going on, and then combine that with all of the COVID issues and the struggles of trying to get the economy back on track. And so when we break it down, which is what we're going to do on this show, we're going to talk about it in segments, right? So retail is certainly one piece of the market. Uh, Then you have the office market, which has been uh, a difficult struggle getting people back to work, back in the office. And uh, and trying, as employers, uh, trying to figure out how we get our people to uh, come to work and what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. And, and is it at home? Is it at the office? Is it some sort of hybrid? And what does that do to the commercial real estate market? Exactly. The converse of that is on the industrial side, especially here in Southern California. You have some of the tightest markets in the whole country, uh, partly because of just simple supply and demand. You have a huge supply for warehousing, whether it's Amazon and other large retailers that are looking to gobble up large chunks of space, but you also have other uh, businesses that are expanding and you have a glut of warehousing requirements and uh, issues with product delivery and getting product into the country and into the port. And all of that puts a a strain or demand on the need for industrial estate, which has caused the industrial market or that segment of the market really to shoot up. And so rental rates are up. uh, Purchase prices are up and uh, really a landlord's market on the industrial side. And then we're going to look at the apartment side. I was going to
0: say, then you got this multifamily market that you guys love to talk about here. Everywhere I look in Orange County, people are building apartments. And I wonder, do we have enough or have we got too many? Yeah. And and again,
1: that also relates back to just the housing market in general. And so while we're not going to talk on this show about what my house is worth and did it go up or did it go down, the fact of the matter is they are somewhat all intertwined. And on the apartment market, it has been a challenge for apartment landlords due to COVID, due to eviction moratorium, due to people struggling and not being able to pay their rent. And now as we come out of that, uh, you have rental rates really shooting up. And again, you have a supply and demand issue and people need to understand that. And so we're going to delve deep into that. Uh, I could talk about that one for days because there's different dynamics, but we're going to bring in some of the industry leaders in terms of uh, banks that finance these types of properties for investors, in terms of people that are actively out there buying it, and then others that are landlords and property managers that are dealing with... Uh, the day-to-day aspects of how to deal with
0: uh, how about cities and how about planning you know i hear over and over again that we are a built out county does that mean no more housing no more industrial no more retail centers or just infill we're just uh, we're just replacing and rebuilding
1: yeah well you're going to see continued growth in orange county just because of the desire for people to be here what you're going to see going forward is redevelopment of older antiquated or different real estate that may not be the highest and best use. And so you have instances today where people are tearing down office space and building industrial
0: space because there's more I've demand. seen it. Or they're tearing down offices and building uh, multi-family apartments or they're trying to repurpose old shopping centers and turn them into some other yes. thing.
1: Yeah. And so you have that going on. Uh, I don't want to say widespread, but it is going on all over the place. And where there's opportunities to add value, you'll see developers and, and property owners come in and do that. And we're going to have some guests on that are uh, that are doing it, that have done it, and are, are living it every day. And uh,
0: it'll be an interesting conversation. I'm looking forward to it. It seems like a harder market than it's ever been before. You know, when I first came to Southern California in the 80s from the Midwest, you know, go West, young man, came from the Michigan to the sun and fun and everything. It was endless growth. Everywhere you look, shopping centers in every corner, housing, every uh, vacant lot seemed like an endless sprawl. And then it stopped at least here in Orange County, because we ran out of land. We got mountains on one side and the ocean on the other side. And to the north and south, we're constrained. So is it something that takes more thought these days? to make a profit at this? Or is it just the same game, you know, location, location, location? Well,
1: it's a combination of things, right? And so real estate does not go up forever, contrary to what people believe. Right. And uh, the stock market does not go up forever, just like we've seen here in the last 30 days. <laughs> so right. uh, the fact of the matter is you need to be smart about what you're doing. And what I have found, at least in my career, is that if, uh, if I can be educated about what's going on around me, if I can talk to and I can listen to people that have been successful, that that have been through different cycles in the market, then that would give me a better perspective in terms of what uh, I was planning on doing. You, you can't shoot from the hip, and uh, not every deal makes money, so you need to be smart about it because at some point – it's going to change. The real question is what everybody asks at the dinner table is, is it going to blow up? When's it going to yes, change? Yes. And and no one has that crystal ball, but we're going to try and delve into other people's perspective. And and really, at the end of the day, you cannot live in the what if. You have to deal with the market that you have today and you have to try and make do with the circumstances that you have.
0: That's the truth. You know, whatever it is, good, bad or whatever, you got to deal with it as it is in the ground. And those that are smart and adaptive will find ways to profit or survive or thrive even in the craziest of times here. I wonder, you know, we had a, on one of our other programs here, we had a chief economist for uh, Northern Trust Bank, on and it was an investment show, and they were talking about the stock market, but I think the same thing holds true for the real estate market. And after the show was over, the same question everybody wants to know, like you said, what's gonna happen? Is it gonna blow up? Is it gonna keep going? And he said, you know, we normally look to the past, to predict the future, but we're in uncertain times. We're show me the next. We seem to have black swan events every couple of years now. Something we've never seen before. COVID, nine uh, eleven, uh, all sorts of things here. How do you plan in an uncertain? Yeah. Well, and and again, you can
1: only deal with the cards that you've been dealt and deal with what you have in today's environment. The difficulty with that and what we find it every day in our business and the folks who work for me would would confirm it is that you have a disconnect between landlord and tenant. You have a disconnect between buyer and seller because the buyer believes they should get a deal because it's COVID. The seller (laughs) believes that the market is hot and my property is worth more than the one that sold next door last week. Uh, because it's got nicer this or better that and so trying to get parties on an even keel and trying to understand the demand makes it very challenging you know when you have a a stable market people know what to expect the expectations right. are there
0: the buyers and the sellers know both
1: both and right. so it's much easier to make a deal because the expectations are on more of an even keel In a volatile market, your expectations may be disconnected, which makes it a challenge. And so, you know, to your point, one of the things that I want to do with the show, and and we've already got it set up, and I'm excited to have some of the people come in and talk about it, is we will have politicians, whether that's city council members, mayors, uh, state uh, assembly folks, come in and talk about what is going on in a bigger picture, and how does that relate to the growth and the dynamic of uh, the markets here in Southern California and uh, around us. And then the other perspective of it would be to you know, bring in uh, people from um, the financing world really that have a, uh, a bigger perspective of how Wall Street will affect money and how money affects lending and how lending then affects the activity in the market because those are really are related. If the bank says we have a lot of money to lend, you can expect that your interest rates will be a little bit better and that the lending practices will be a little bit easier to get if the banks start tightening their belt or rates start to move up, it will affect the market. There's no question.
0: And are there new financial instruments, packages, ideas coming? I remember years ago when REITs appeared and we thought, wow, this is something I remember, you know, real estate investment trust. And then there was all sorts, we went through derivatives in the stock market and all sorts of crazy things. And we saw the results of that. i sometimes wonder if the creativity is going to stop or if it's just going to continue and they're going to find new ways to finance and purchase and and fund all these things here, particularly as they get more and more expensive.
1: Yeah, and and we're going to delve into that in future episodes and also talk about, you know, how much you need as a down payment for different types of investment. That's important whether there's interest only, only financing out there or longer term financing and how that plays into people's strategies. And so, uh without getting too technical on uh, the opening <laughs> show, <laughs> right? The good news is we have lots to talk about. We have lots of different aspects of it and I'm hoping that our listeners and uh, ultimately our viewers will be able to uh, glean something from the show and even if you just take away one thing that you can use at the dinner table or bring out at the coffee shop or just makes you a little bit smarter, more uh, intelligent person, then we've done our job here.
0: I'm really curious on your perspective in this show because you're a broker. So you're the man in the middle, as we said, between the buyer and the seller trying to come up with a deal here. And as you said, there's often a disconnect. The buyer thinks it's worth a billion dollars and the seller thinks it's worth nothing. One party wants to make a long-term deal. One party wants to make a short-term deal. How do you bring out both sides of the issue? How do you pay attention to the needs of both? How do you listen to both and find that compromise in the middle? Is it harder today?
1: Well, it's hard in general, right? If it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is I wear a bunch of hats, and I just keep turning it around uh, as the day goes. On one conversation, I may be the buyer. On one conversation, I'm the seller. On one conversation, I'm the broker. And another one, I might be the peacemaker, right? And so it really depends on the context of the conversation and the deal that you're talking about. But what I will tell you is what I've learned over time is if you don't get to a point where it's somewhat of a win-win, yeah. then you don't get to make a deal. Mm-hmm. And so if one guy loses and the other guy wins, you, you just don't get there. It really is in this environment a question of understanding the market and information. And I, I say this to, to people all the time that we meet with and owners and, and, and business owners. Look, I started at a time when you didn't have internet and you didn't have a multiple listing and and, and I'm not that old, but the market was different then and negotiating tactics were different. One thing stays constant, which is it's all about information and it's not about who has more information. It's about what information you have and then how you use that to your benefit in terms of how you're going to negotiate. And so anyone can go on the internet and get basic information. But that doesn't make you an expert in real estate and that doesn't make an expert it make you an expert in terms of how you negotiate or whether the deal makes sense. And so what we try and do for our own clients, at least on the brokerage side, is get them informed get them uh, to understand the dynamics of the market and their own next best alternative. And then from the same perspective, do it on the landlord side as well. And then hopefully you get the parties to some sort of center line.
0: But we live in a world, to use a popular phrase, of alternative facts. You got your facts and I got my facts. You got your appraisal, I got my appraisal. You got your uh, economic forecast, I got mine. And in that world, it sometimes comes down to feelings, I think, what feels right? What do you feel is gonna happen in the market? How do you feel your way through things like that? Or how do you deal with feelings?
1: Yeah, and not only feelings, but uh, cultural differences. You have a very diverse buyer and seller. So you have to manage that as well. And like I said, it's a challenge. And it's something that we deal with every day. And people need to understand their downside and their next best alternative so that hopefully they try and make a decision at the end of the day that's, that's best for them
0: and their business. Well, the one thing I can say with all certainty is it's an important conversation to all of us here in Southern California. In the same way that oil drives Texas, I think real estate and really not just personal real estate, but I think commercial real estate has driven the wealth and growth and planning for all of Southern California. It's been the backbone of our wealth. And I wonder going forward if that will continue to be the case. Particularly as prices hit all-time highs and people say, "Hey, I'm out of the market. I don't know if I can make money in this anymore." What do you think? Is it's is it's going to be the driver of growth that it's been in the past? Here?
1: Well, it certainly is, and and uh, the reality of it is that um, most people in Orange County, in particular who bought a house, made money, and yeah. so by by default, that makes them an expert in real estate, which is just not true. <laughs> right. But in their mind, many people believe, hey, I made a bunch of money, and, and then you know my response is, what did you do? You bought a house and the market went up around you. You're I'm a genius, expert. Barry. Right, I bought a course. house. Right. So a lot of geniuses out there in their own <laughs> minds, and uh, it's very difficult to get them you know, to, to be in touch with what else is going on around them. But y- you hit the nail on the head in that we're going to talk about both sides, right? The BS, right. while it is my initials and could stand for other things, <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is for the purposes of this show, we're going to talk about both sides. We're going to talk about buyer and seller. We're going to talk about lender and borrower. We're going to talk about tenant and landlord. And it is important to understand both sides of the equation, not only while you're in it for yourself, but just as an outsider looking in to understand the
0: pluses and minuses for each side of the equation. And the other part of the BS, best solutions going forward. We can wring our hands. We can debate whether it's good or bad, what's happening. But you're in the market today and you got to make a move you got to make a decision you got to deal with the cards you're dealt with here so how do we find the best solutions going forward it may not be the best solution in, that you were looking for but it's the best solution going forward yeah. i think that's a key too yeah and you have to make the
1: best decision and look for the best solution based on the circumstances that you have. And what I'm excited about is that the pool of guests that we have lined up to come in on this show are really best in class and some of the major players in the various aspects of the real estate market. So while I've been around a while and like to think that I know a thing or two, I'm not the end all. And really, uh, the guys that uh, and and ladies that we're going to bring in here to talk about the different aspects of the commercial real estate market will help give people perspective from those that are doing every day that have been successful and and are dealing with it. And I'm excited.
0: Well, I look forward to it. You know, it's like a TV series. You're taking me into a world that I've never seen before here. It's life or death decisions in many cases. It's certainly financial life or death for many of us here and for communities that surround us here. And there is sort of a ticking time clock here because things are changing so quickly here. You are in a business where everything was long-term, over the horizon. You're going to buy the dirt and hold it for 40 years. You're going to amortize the investment over 20 years and everything. Is it still that long-term view, or are we getting more adaptive and reactive here in quicker time frames?
1: Well, I think it depends on who you talk to, but the fact of the matter is that in a lot of real estate deals, people have partners, people have investors, people have brought in money, uh, whether it's local or whether it's foreign and they have expectations. And so some people's horizons are three years, five years, 10 years or indefinitely. And and I think you have to take that into consideration when you're making your decisions in today's world. But people who sit on the sideline and say, hey, I'm gonna wait for the market to crash and yeah. then I'll make my move and then I'll buy, those people, you talk to them and then every year they don't do it and then you wake up and you never did it. And yeah. so that one's not a good strategy. Hopefully what people take away from the show and the information they glean is that they'll have information to make decisions, and then you figure out if there's an opportunity for you to make an investment or make a deal,
0: whatever that might be, that you do it based on the information you have today. And they can meet the players who are really out there on the front lines, and they can hear both sides of the issues, and not just one side that's presenting the blue sky perspective that they want everybody to buy this week here. I think that's the real core of this. It's real information, it's the real deal, it's real talk about what's really going on with the people really doing deals today here. I think that's that's something we've been looking for for a long time. And I welcome you to OC Talk Radio, and I welcome and eagerly await this show. How do they reach you if they want more information about you and the companies that you do? If they want to check out your background and learn more about you, where would they go to get more about Barry Saywitz?
1: Yeah, so uh, they can go to the Saywitz Company website, which is saywitz, S-A-Y-W-I-T-Z dot com. Or there's always a thing called Google. So um, (laughs) I I would say just, uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity to be part of OC Talk Radio. We're here at the UCI Beal Applied Applied Innovation. Applied Innovation, let me get it correct. Uh, And this is a great state-of-the-art radio studio. I've been in others, and it's a brand-new state-of-the-art facility and I'm looking for great things and I hope that we can bring some good quality information to the people who tune in.
0: Well, we're excited to have you here. It's a conversation we've eagerly awaited for 10 years here and when they brought us over, the Beale Applied Innovation Center is this new place where they're trying to take technology from campus and turn it into something here. So they see themselves on the front edge of the technology and the change that's going on here in Orange County and around the country. I think this show fits into that because it's talking about the cutting edge what's happening right now in the market and where it's headed. It can't be any more important than that. In Southern California, our home, our commercial real estate has driven our success and our story for so many years, and I suspect it will for a long time to come here. So thanks for coming in and sharing this story and bringing bringing the people that you know to us. That's what I look forward to.
1: Good. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well, and uh, I'll see you and whoever else tunes in to us
0: next week, and we'll talk about (laughs) some more fun stuff. All right. We'll see you then. Okay there you have it folks the real reason that we brought this show together to tell us the real stories the no bs both sides of the issue as we talk let's talk real estate your weekly bs with barry saywitz right here in orange county's only community radio station oc talk radio streaming live from the university of california's beal applied innovation center